0: Welcome back, guys, to Wrestling Ruined Episode 10. I am your host, the incomparable, the extravagant
1: Eddie Shepard, joined, of course, by... I'm just going to go with Terrific Travis Lasser again. I like that, how it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, um, it's very uninspired, much much like a person who would not be your reigning and defending podcast champion of the world of free will burning, head-turning, ass-kicking, machismo-dripping, master podcasting, mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, you're welcome. Not only am I your reigning and defending podcast champion... I have the most consecutive reigns. <laughs> I, I have the longest reign. You're supposed to defend it this episode. <laughs> no,
0: I'm not doing this episode. Damn it. Brandon's already...
1: Going over the right. line, sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> With alcohol. <laughs> uh, I've had the equivalent of six shots, uh, um, and uh, I feel pretty good right now. I really should have just called myself the perfect ten, Travis since We had double digits on our episode count. Yeah, Something to celebrate. Two. I no, guess those I, six shots. I shot don't cheap. like lying to our fans. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need to catch up. You need to do ten shots for the episodes. We've God, God damn it. All right, no, no, team. fuck <laughs> Hold on. Keep <fuck laughs> talking. He's uh, going to be slurring
0: his fucking words, man.
1: Uh, I'm just gonna um, pop this nice cores light here. Well, guys, so we're rolling on, man.
0: This is we're we're getting back on track with Monday Night Raw. This is a, a fresh good
1: episode of Monday yes, Night Raw. Really finally,
0: shocking. They they kind of hyped this episode really strong,
1: fans. that has a lot of Jack. I might take a <laughs> shot with you here in a bit. But oh. yeah, I mean, it's actually a good episode of Raw. Like, I don't know, man. This is this is wrestling ruined, not wrestling redeemed. I guess so. I mean, this is actually a good episode of Raw. I mean, there's still going to be some shitty moments, trust me, there is, like, fuck.
0: <clears throat> well, I'm kind of going back to Wrestling Ruined. Yeah. Thoughts on Super Brawl 5, guys? Now that it's kind of digested in our uh, bellies.
1: It was terrible! Uh, I, I, I no, it was bad. Um, <laughs> I'm just glad that this episode doesn't have a 20-page script for me to read. That, that was f- fucking awful. Brother, brother, but, brother, but brother. the runtime was perfect. <laughs> I, I, did, I, did, I did hear that uh, that got some rave reviews from people, that. uh... <clears throat> Our impersonations were on point. Yeah, uh, you have an excellent Vader impersonation, and uh, that's the extent of the praise I'm going to give you this episode. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate that, though. I'll take it. Before we get rolling, guys, something we haven't really got to talk about, Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Oh, because his ass got arrested because he's a fucking dumbass? Hit and run. Please, Buff Bagwell, listen to our podcast. If he had done a better job of running, uh, he wouldn't have gotten in trouble. Uh, He got fucking calf implants, which just proves the point that having calf implants doesn't help you. I guess Buff isn't the stuff. Regardless, Buff Bagwell, I hope you get help. Conrad Thompson was right about you. You're a fucking dick. Oh. His words, not ours, but I agree. It's funny that we mentioned
0: that, because I was telling Brandon I watched a... Uh,
1: do you think he K- got a Rookie of the Year award for hit-and-runs? <laughs> we, we do on this podcast. <laughs> In our inaugural <laughs> hit-and-run run run championship, The run. Bagwell 2021 champion. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. can't wait for, like, Brian Clark to come out of nowhere and just hit somebody. Oh, no, <laughs> don't say that. We like Brian. Oh, man. He's apparently got an action figure to chill toys course you it's, it's gonna be through it's gonna be Adam bomb which I don't understand how they're getting rights to that well, save the Adam bomb talk for later yeah, on yeah, this exactly episode but three s- mile sin- Island.
0: <laughs> sincerely buff Bagwell we hope uh, that you're uh, that uh, everything kind of works out for you, no, you get some no, help. No, go fuck yourself oh, that's mean man <laughs> <laughs> I can't, wish, can't, wish, wish, <laughs> can't you well. just drink
1: yourself to death like a normal wrestler <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> so, I know
0: you I don't know if you got to watch it yet that's where he got arrested <laughs> I don't know if you want to if you've
1: really got to watch it yet but me and Brandon were just talking about the newest episode of dark side of the ring. I um, did not. I tried to watch it on that link you sent me today, and all I kept getting was pop-up ads. Well, you, if, you pre-
0: if you press, if you just keep pressing the X buttons and be determined to get through it,
1: you'll get past you, all are that. Are you asking me to get viruses on my work computer? Yeah. Already, why? I watch it on your a phone a like a real <laughs> person. Mean, I mean, that's right. I don't give a shit about your word computer, drive. However, that's I do, I do, I do care about you being up to date on your wrestling knowledge for this podcast. I mean, I tried to rent the Warrior one for $2, but it just kept spinning. Skip's been, well... That one's not that good,
0: but this one, man, uh, it it was Dark Dark. Side of the Ring. This is probably, to me, one of the darker episodes they've actually had. Uh, I felt awful afterwards, and... um, Grizzly Smith was a stupid bitch. Yeah, fuck Grizzly Smith, guys. Um, Any man that is willing to to bring a nine-year-old girl on trips with him and try to uh, groom to have sex with can fuck the write-off. So, uh, fuck you, Grizzly Smith. Uh, Hope you're burning in
1: hell, you piece of shit. Yep. (laughs) In the in the void that may or may not exist in between worlds, where there is fire and there is a devil shoving pitchforks and pineapples up your rectum, I may you uh, enjoy that for the rest of eternity, you piece of shit. I feel better about that already. I really need to watch this now. No, dude, it,
0: it, it's rough. So I mean, especially like I was telling Brandon about having kids, it's it, it hits you in a different way, man. And it, it just it's
1: fucked up. I'm I'm just gonna come out of left field here. I'm sorry, like, but why have they not done? the Lex Luger Miss Elizabeth story on there yet. I mean, and that's not me being a dick, because you know I always talk shit about right, Lex give Luger. It,
0: give it time man. Well they kind of they kind of did. They touched on it with the whole uh, Macho Man episode. And there's so much more to that. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Um but the Luger but, would
1: be in agreeance to talk about it. He it, talks about
0: it all the other times. It but. it leaves a lot open, but I sincerely guys, that episode to me is the darkest uh, episode they've done yet, and it was great. I, I mean, overall the show was great. The subject matter, not so much. But uh, <laughs> they're going to do
1: the plateauing <clears throat> and fall of Buff Bagwell before the end. Of, before the there end was of a the plateau. Hey man, hey Buff Bagwell, here's your chance, man, to submit your legacy <laughs> be on the be on the next S- 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 season he, he, of uh, Dark Side of the he Ring. Plateaued in the NWO and just ever since. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, guys, before we get kind of rolling, we're going to go kick to our ads, and then we'll be right back with you. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Morning live from the Black Lodge. It's me, the free will burnin', head turnin', ass kickin', machismo drippin', master podcast and mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling ruined. Well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in depth movie retrospectives and interviews with cast and crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge, check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com, and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh, yeah. Don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined, or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B.
0: Goddamn. Those fucking (laughs) hats. Good job, Jim
1: Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> before we kind of get rolling with everything, Brandon... We, uh, we need to post that picture of Eddie as Jim Cornette oh, on, our, uh, on our Dude, Facebook oh, sometime. Yeah, yes, yes, we do. <laughs> I'll have to find it again.
0: Cutting! But before we get rolling, we just heard an ad for uh, Ranch in the Black Lodge. Brandon, you got some really awesome news about uh, how... Fast, you guys are flying up the charts on uh, I don't
1: have iTunes. An, I don't have an uh, a subscriber count offhand uh, at the time we're recording this. This is like what the fourth day of June, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we we relaunched officially on June first. But yeah, uh, like number eighty seven or eighty nine on iTunes as of right now, which is fucking incredible so everybody out there that's listening uh much appreciated i hope uh you know this will be a co-mingling success between the oh, podcast yeah. and you know we'll we'll share the wealth of uh the, the, of viewership and so on well, and so I mean, forth the Rants family
0: the the truth the truth of it all is i mean the ranch and the black lodge is always going to be the top priority uh in the in, in this household that we're in right in the now. black lives yes and lives. uh i, I it's awesome that you guys are having a great kickoff to to all this and i'm glad to me i feel like wrestling Ruin kind of helped kickstart your uh, ideas of moving fully on with project louder
1: yeah and big ups to our to the the eric bischoff to our nwo mr tj bowser who has been the you know the connecting tissue and all this who's uh made everything happen and uh we hope that we can uh, keep the boss proud, and you know, a upward, upward. Hell of a guy that TJ Bell. Yeah, he's a good dude. Good dude. A little too much of uh, a a. Uh, I almost a. said A and E. AEW. Uh, you know, fanboy. Uh, Marky Mark. I was going to say. Uh, I was going to say. Wonder if he uh, marked out hard uh, for Mark. Fuck Henry. Fuck slut. Is that? A, is that a? Is yeah. a little bit of an <laughs> a AEW fuck slut. But I, I say that in the most endearing way possible. He's 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 young. He's young. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, too he's probably marked a, out we, for we, Mark Henry. Yeah, it? probably. He's the strongest man. In the world, you know, allegedly, yeah, and uh, then that and, doesn't make him a good hire.
0: And then going back to guys, you know, we you heard our ad from NGW, guys, we uh have toppled the we this show is the second most uh pre sold show we've ever had. The only other show to do that and have more is when we had our joint show with Impact and we had quite a few people pack in at the um convention center in Knoxville. So we're getting really pumped. We have one more match to announce. Uh, we should should be having a special guest uh, of Cody Ford uh, on one of our upcoming episodes here, and uh, it's going to be kind of an extra episode where we talk in GW, so you guys can kind of get to know that, and we like to think it's wrestling redeemed. But uh, let's get ready to roll on this episode of Monday well, Night look, Raw. let's just be
1: honest. You know, I'm the odd man out, and I'm going to call him like a seam. So, <laughs> So, Cody, <laughs> you better bring your fucking A-game, buddy. I will tell because you. Because I'm going to give you shit. But I'm also going to uh, point out when you do a good job. Is this going to uh, start a, start us like interviewing local promoters? No. Damn it. No. Come Are on. there any other ones? <laughs> Nothing matters. <laughs> I'm not familiar <laughs> with any of them. Um uh
0: I will say, guys, me and Cody have kind of been going on this, like, little touring rant of uh, doing different podcasts, and this one gentleman, we were on a podcast with Cody. He was like, let's just get our name out there. We did this podcast, and he had just started watching wrestling, like, a few years ago, and his favorite wrestler is New Jack, and he said his the favorite match he's ever seen was New Jack versus Steve Carino and Jack Victory, and I almost, I just kind of just toned out. I know so. the
1: fucking match he's talking about. It's actually a pretty good match. Fuck and, you. Eddie, Eddie <laughs> how, how, and he told me that, I immediately banged out. my head against the wall. Listen. Uh, everybody's got different tastes, and you know, I'm old, as old school as old school gets. Um, and I certainly don't want to, uh, sing the praises of New Jack because he was, uh, more well, of a negative than a positive. At least it wasn't Alicia Fox and Molina like Cameron said on Tough Enough that <sighs> Yes, <time>. true. Um, <laughs> but, uh,
0: Come on, Steve Carino is in the match. I, do. How yeah, you... I will say, when I, I remember we had that illegal box, and I actually got to watch, I think it was the double Jeopardy match, and Steve Carino was, I believe he was champion. It was towards the end of, of ECW, uh, and I was actually a big Steve Carino mark. I am too. His son's uh, sons coming up in the ranks. He's uh, keeping himself Colby. out of trouble. Yeah. yeah in good shape. Stop doing that needle dope. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, So, guys, we're going to get rolling on this episode. Uh, Make sure you go to your Monday Night Raw tab on Peacock. Uh, This is Season 3, Episode 7. It is February 20th of 1995. God, Peacock's layout sucks I fucking hate it. But here we go, guys, on three, two, one, play. Oh, God, guys. So, guys, this, of course, is taking place February 20th, 20th, 1995 uh, at the Macon Coliseum in Macon,
1: Georgia. Yeah, they they make a uh, well. They, they Vince makes a lot of uh, indications as to you know the the homegrown talent and you know what's known in in Macon, Georgia, which seems so foreign come out of his mouth because he just has such a dis, you know oldest my man. He despises despises the South. Oh my little Richard.
0: Yeah, yeah, he it really is kind of weird. Um, this is week 1 of 3. So this uh, this episode uh, I'm assuming was live. Yeah. Uh which you can kind of notice uh, Vince's commentary and everything is very fast. Like it's very it's very pushed very
1: quickly. Yeah, he cuts off Cornette a lot on this episode and uh, Vince should be ashamed of himself because Corny is the bright spot on We're otherwise pretty good raw all things. There we go. He is back. He is back to save Monday nights. It's Jeff Jarrett, damn it. Oh, and then he's got the flash and Jack. I love that he's in a backstage looking at himself in the mirror with his lights. He's flashing. very, he's very Hollywood, even though he's from the <laughs> South, and which leads me into the next uh, point of uh, topic. Uh, this, 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 uh, fucking bit of information that is dulged from MTV Unplugged. is, is so, or bad, so bad, so bad. Ah, man, Diesel. Diesel's promo there may be the worst thing on this episode. Yeah, and he was so proud of himself; (laughs) his eyes were all flared up, like freaking like. So uh, the transition I was about to make before Diesel uh, completely derailed a pretty good episode of Raw. Uh, Would you like to know what was going on in pop culture? Absolutely, um, bring it um, on this week. So, if you had to take a guess, what do you think the number one movie at the box office was on the week of February twentieth, nineteen ninety five? I can't speed. Nope. <laughs> the Brady Bunch movie. Oh, my really? God. It was 95? Yes. That's wild. Well, old. Uh, the number one song was Take a Bow by Madonna, and the number one album on the charts was a uh, a compilation album called The Hits by Garth Brooks. Oh, hell yeah. I love some Garth Brooks. Huh? You would. Damn, little. Shout out to Michael uh, Williams. Uh, he uh, He does not. <laughs> <laughs> so...
0: Uh, Beforehand, guys, of course, they did dark matches, um, which I'm not sure if they actually filmed these matches before or after. I'm assuming they probably do this after the tapings, um, or they kind of just sprinkle them in. But you have Jeff Barber and Jim Steele defeating Barry Horowitz and the Brooklyn Brawler. Is that a Jobber versus Jobber match? Who the The fuck? Jobbers versus Jobbers. Jim Barber. Jim Steele. Jeff Jeff Barber? Fuck. Uh, Razor Ramon defeated Bam Bam Bigelow by disqualification. Is he related to uh, Ed Leslie? Maybe because they're both barbers.
1: <laughs> and of course, guys. The uh, how can you go wrong with Bret Hart uh, versus Owen Hart, dude? That that match is fucking main of anywhere in the country, and that's not even a lie. No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, what do you guys think about the, the whole build, the slow build that they're doing to Bam Bam and LT? Because I have mixed feelings about I, it. I do too. Um, and just by and LT's promo comes up later in this episode. Lt in this promo later comes across as the heel. Call, he, he says LT's, that, not, Lt's not on this episode. Oh, it's on the next episode. Sorry, next Sorry. Episode. but like, yeah, the way they're building it though, it makes Lt sound like a punk bitch. It does because the whole the whole thing is that the lawyers have threatened legal action. It's like that would not that's not what a babyface would do against like, no. Bam Bam, and then and then they were just saying you know recapping it from superstars about how they were gonna threaten the like the W W F for if they didn't stop him from doing this then they were perpetuating that there was gonna be a match and all this shit. <laughs> but it made it sound like that, you know, they were gonna sue the WWF. You know, at the same time, like I I'm conflicted because if if this were real that's probably what would happen, but the lawyer wouldn't come on their show no, and say that.
0: It would be it would be like a delivered letter. Yeah. Vince would read it. But I get it; they're trying to add something to it. I, I will say, like we were talking, Vince That's realizes on the top rope. Vince realizes that they're live, and he tries to jam so much into commentary really quick. I also feel like the match moves really quickly because they are live. Um, and Jim Cornette on commentary, holy shit, guys! Breath of fresh air. So much better, Michaels.
1: Um, I, want, I got a little bit to say about Gary Sebal. Um The Italian style? He, he doesn't look. He doesn't look like much. Um, <laughs> he's two time he, jobber. Jobber. Uh, yeah, on he, the drop he's track. uh, he's a he's a decent he's a decent enough worker, but he has such a torrid past. That bald, that, that bald spot you, says different. You got to kind of like you know thumb your nose at him a little bit. Um, he's a two-time he's a two AAU champion, so, I mean, like, he's got a legitimate background and everything, um, but, uh, the best thing about him is that mullet. Yeah. The best thing about it is him bringing the Hardy Boys well, to be, jo- be enhancement talent and getting them a job with him. And over. taking ha- yeah. almost all their money. A uh, big thing, too, man, look at all the empty seats. Oh, yeah. Look it's look at so
0: that. noticeable. Vince is probably losing his fucking mind. That's what makes me know,
1: like, it's live, so you, you, mm.
0: they're trying to get people at
1: their seats Well, yet. yeah, and... And these days, they they would they would have people corralling, you know, to mm-hmm. for the camera side. Like they they would fill that area up, and if they have on the other on the flip side empty seats, you know, they can you know cart that Which off or whatever. We,
0: we've done that. I think or curtain. Uh, we've we've been to shows like a SmackDown show where we were on the actual not sitting camera side, but like pretty much where the hard cam is on that side, and they. Didn't sell enough tickets, so they
1: corralled everyone over towards yeah. the camera side to make it look more. I want to point something out right here too. Notice Timmy White's the referee. Now he's not on camera much. He's like he's not bigger than the wrestlers. That's a that's a breath of fresh air from Nick Patrick. Yeah, we were watching Super Brawl. When he was taller than everybody in the match. Oh, uh, Tim White's gonna get a lot more credit. Oh, that's a shitty drop though. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Good um, job, Italian stallion, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give I'll give Tim White a lot of credit because he's doing his job because he's not making himself a spectacle, mm-hmm. unlike a specific Hebner later on oh, will got directly involved in a match and I fucking hate that.
0: One uh, potato
1: salad. There
0: is uh there's a lot of LT
1: chance going on
0: during this match. Bandham gets the, gets the victory pretty easily. Uh, there is a comment that Jim Cornette makes in this match that makes me laugh really hard. He goes, where he's from, the muggers don't shoot you, they insert the bullets manually. I <laughs> love that. It made me laugh Jim, so hard. Jim
1: Cornette, like, I guess he was there trying to be their answer to Bobby Heenan, but I I love Jim Cornette on the commentary. I, I've always loved him, even back in WCW. Like, he's he was underutilized. I remember them putting him on Shotgun Saturday Night in 97 and stuff, too, and like, I don't see why he wasn't more on Raw or Superstar. Oh, do you know why? Because he's from the South. We, we really let JR be the fucking mouth. That's different. That's I different because that.
0: that's the Midwest. <laughs> that's the Midwest. <laughs> Bam Bam has blown the fuck up after that short match. You can tell he's not been working as much. Kind of play off that uh, suspension. Suspension, uh, But he is doing a great job getting the, the angle over. He's oh, doing yeah. everything he can with what he has to
1: make the angle work. Oh yeah, Bam Bam is definitely into this because this is his shot, man. WrestleMania Eleven main event. He well, knows I, this is his I, shot. I do
0: want to bring up this too, guys. You're talking about the, the Italian nice stallion. It. He has uh, the
1: earn. Urn. WWE also has the urn.
0: The Italian stallion has had more matches on
1: Raw in 1995 than Diesel and Bret Hart and Undertaker <laughs> and Undertaker combined. Yep. Well, he has the yep. same amount of matches as Bret and Diesel combined because he's had two. Like that's that's why I kept wanting to do the job of Tracker because it's fucking weird that he's not, you know. <laughs> Your champion has had less matches than an enhancement talent. It's freaking crazy.
0: <laughs> Here we go, man. This is the first time I've seen Adam Baum on other than the Royal
1: Rumble. Uh, I, Yeah, he, it's, like, it's like he's getting ready to leave the company, too. It's his, crazy. His gimmick is goofy. But you look at Brian Clark and you think, like, okay, this guy's a fucking star. Or he he could have been. And I feel like that they they just never found the right... They took the yellow contacts out of his eyes, though. I remember oh, he used to have that. Goddamn right, we have Rip Rogers. And if you would indulge me for just a moment, I will, I will uh, give you a history lesson. Number one, I fucking love Rip Rogers, um, a huge territory star. You know, going back to the late seventies, best known as one half of the original Hollywood Blondes with Ted Oates, and uh, he had a. Hard hitting feud in CWA with Dutch Mantel, who you're going to see a little later on. That was lackluster. Uh, Just saying. Uh, that is, little is mushroom a, cloud. It, that's a fart cloud. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. bullshit. This is very, uh, is very uh, animaniacs of them. <laughs> uh, but Rip, uh, his, uh, probably more lasting legacy aside from the fact that he's just, you know, one of the best of the territory days, is that he was uh OVW's head trainer during that huge class. Uh John Orton. Cena, Randy Orton, uh uh Brock Lesnar and most recently Pat McCaffrey. Yeah.
0: McCaffrey. McCaffrey
1: McCaffrey. So there's a story about Rip
0: Rogers I've heard where he had uh he was, I can't remember who it was, but he was wrestling somebody and Rip took a took a bump and a piece of toilet paper fell out of his ass. And he said that uh, it was his, uh, uh, was it for his for his muffler? It was something. Called- no, 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 no,
1: no, no! You're getting this story wrong. No, that's Dusty Rhodes and um and um <laughs> yep. and fucking uh, uh fuck. Uh, was it tugboat? No, 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 it was Big John, no, uh, uh, fuck, uh, John Nord. It no, was, I've, heard, I've heard the same story about Rip from, from like, workers. Oh, really? They like, like,
0: told me this story, that they were out bumping in OVW, and I cannot remember off the top of my head who it was. Uh, I could be wrong, I think it might be JTG and Chad that were telling me about it, and they said that, basically, he, he bumped and uh, p- fucking, it, it popped out of his ass, man. Well, it's called a muffler.
1: Yeah. Uh, going back <laughs> in the, the days, uh, you know, you, you would, you know, you'd be out on the road, and, like, you would have to wash your... Uh, your gear in a sink, uh and you know, you're a burly man and your hygiene is not terrific. So <laughs> you stuff a lot of toilet paper in your ass crack. It soaks up, you know, sweat sweat. Poop. And uh you know, if you got the runs or whatever, it you know, takes care of that. But uh the uh the story that I had always heard was uh it was Dusty Rhodes That was uh, a horrible bump he just took and, the, into uh, the rope then jumped out of the ring. It was Dusty Rhodes working uh John Nord and like a spot show for the AWA and he's trying to pile drive Dusty and he's like grabbing his hand into like, you know, Dusty's like cottage cheese ass and he picks him up. And as he's doing, it, he's like, Oh, big John, my muffler fell out. Big John. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, this like bloody shit covered, piss covered, you know, water toilet paper in the ring that the rep just has to kick out. So, yeah, muffler, hygienic tool. Uh, I'm not sure it's being used currently in professional wrestling. I will, it should be. I, I will tell you, though, they, they put the uh, strap or, like, the rocket to Adam Baum Far as merchandise goes. I was just looking at an old merchandise catalog, and he has, like, goggles for sale, T-shirts, he has money all and this stuff. They wanted to put him over as a baby face to sell that merch, but he has a heel
0: look. If you put him in 1990
1: and oh, gave yeah. him that gimmick, he probably could have gotten over. Oh, yeah.
0: At least mid, at least higher end mid card. I mean,
1: I will say when he went to WCW, he pretty much kept the same look, just different colors. It was purple and gold. He was wrath. And like, he still had the 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 fire and shit on the his suit. the
0: color scheme that they had for wrath was badass. I actually liked it. Rip! Oh, so this is the worst match on this episode. Uh, creation of devastation is what they call. Uh, uh, Adam Bomb, he's about to go for the for the finish here. Uh, I will say I did n- notice some other things about Rip Rogers. He was in the 1983 uh, music video of "Pink Houses" by John Mellencamp. <laughs> they actually mentioned Mellencamp on commentary, which Jim Cornette does. Uh, Cornette puts Rip over really, really oh. you know, quite a bit in the match. He he looks good as a as a job guy. Um, Cornette I mean, makes, fun, the-
1: makes fun of the Italian stacking though. <laughs> I mean, for pretty much the. Uh, from like the probably around eighty nine ninety, like Rip was pretty much just doing doing jobs well, yeah. and drugs. The funny thing that you're gonna you're gonna find out about this as well.
0: <laughs> so this is the night after uh Super Bowl five. Uh the WCW Saturday night that took place two nights before this, Rip Rogers was on it in a yeah. tag match. Yeah.
1: Which
0: but we'll like, talk about that later on. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I I just think they could have done more with Adam Bomb, but like he it's like Bruce Pitcher said, the bell rings and it's just not that good. I've never no. seen Brian Clark have a great match. Well, Even when he was in Chronic, he was fucking terrible. Well, it's Chronic, so <laughs> yeah. And it was WCW two thousand. Hey, they were breaking necks and cashing checks, man. That's oh, all that matters. Fuck. Here's Bam Bam with the Slim Jim, which I still don't get. He's a heel pushing a product for them. I just don't understand, that. Oh, here we go. Oh, look at Stan Lanes, Yeah, the
0: 1994 Award of the People. And uh, Bart Hart wins with over 100,000 votes. That was counted on the poll, which he gives a generic babyface promo. Brandon,
1: who did you bump into? So, I I work in the tourist industry, my day job. And uh, lo and behold, Sweet Stan (laughs) heading up a group. And, I mean, I'm like, I'm pretty good about, like, not... Blowing my load, you know, on uh, on our guest. You shouldn't, uh, either I, way. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, I'm am speaking in a metaphorical sense and in a physical sense. But um, I, I did happen to sneak a couple of references in there. You know, I told him to slow down. It's like, hey, 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 this ain't no Midnight Express, and he gave me a look like, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, It was so busy, I I would have done a lot to have tried to have talked to him for a minute, maybe got a picture or whatever, but it just wasn't in the cards, and uh, Sweet Stan, we're not related, and uh, it's it's been a point of contention with me and my father uh, for years, because uh, there was this one specific time growing up, he told me, like, for years, like, you know, Sweet Stan Lane, you know, you're related, and uh, he's coming to our family reunion, And I hated, I hated Jim Cornette. And I hated the, the Midnight Express, so I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm like, you know, like six years old, like, you son of a bitch. I'm going to see you. I'm going to give you a fucking, I'm going to tell you. And I would have loved to have told him this story, but uh, alas, it was not in the cards. But uh, for years, I harbored a grudge towards you, thinking you were, were related and we're not. And um, and now that we're not, I love you. <laughs> do you. Do you think that girl flicked her bean to being in the... Uh, a ring with Bret Hart later on the line? Yes. <laughs> yes. She She's it. never she, stopped smiling. Ever, since, it, ever since this got put up on the network, she just watches She's it like, like Everything of a Childhood. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. She puts a, I'm glasses a beam, on. I'm a beam she puts be- glasses beam on when she does it. Do you think that award was uh legit or was it worth No. I honestly if, think I think I,
0: I honestly think it was it was legit because when you look at baby faces through ninety four, Brett was
1: top or do you think they just gave it to Brett to appease him since he wasn't champion?
0: It seems like they do that a lot Yeah, because Brett.
1: Brett won a lot of fucking trophies. It didn't mean shit. So this
0: is going to hurt Brandon's feelings because, of because Jerry Lawler uh, says that Brett is a bacon-breath, hockey-fetish Canadian.
1: How offended are you, Brandon? Yeah, you Canadian bitch. How offended are you? I yeah. love, I love, I, wish I you love said that, hockey, but I'm not Canadian. For the last goddamn time, I wish you said it was like a maple syrup sucker, like you are. So yeah. maple syrup is delicious. <laughs> exactly. There's people, there's people you, you from Canadian below. Cuck. From below the fucking It rhymes with puck because you like hockey so good, you fucking cuck. <laughs> <laughs> the lower forty-eight states love. Maple syrup, I will and say. they have the red, white, and blue rose. I love how face. he calls Bret Hart a fucking racist. So, <laughs> so yeah, so
0: he calls Bret Hart uh, a racist on here, talking about how um, essentially he he says that you know the the votes were skewed because they didn't the the editors did not go through
1: and get uh, the Japanese people's votes. Do you, <laughs> do you know what Brett? If Brett had I had the opportunity to rebut, would have would have been a great rebuttal. Um, He should have called him a rapist. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. You ruined our business in 93, you son of a bitch. But the reason, guys, behind
0: uh, Lawler doing this... the, they revived this feud with Brett and Jerry to uh, to include Hakushi. Uh, after uh, Bret Hart won you know, the WF Magazine Award of the People, uh, Jerry Lawler suggested that the Japanese votes that had been had been excluded and that Hart was a racist. Lawler persuaded uh, later on Hakushi that Hart was the racist. That's the non- this so PC War of the week. This threw me for a loop when I watched it. I was like, what the fuck and where did this come from? So I had, I had to do a little bit of research and I realized this actually leads up to Hakushi and Bret's match at, uh, in your house so that's what's the basis looking
1: forward to it um, in great your match. house uh, when is that I mean it's it's in May. May May, so we still it's, it's coming up we still got a little ways to go but I, I'm actually looking forward to in your house specifically because of you know, Hakushi we Jay need more Shawn Michaels look tall there by the way look at that mullet guys Shawn looks- Michaels is great on the stick and the microphone Yes, it's no. nice not having. Oh, I see what you did there. A tip of the cap to you, sir, with your innuendo. I wonder if Vincent Man's trying to get Jim Cornette to get my handy on her table. No,
0: fuck <laughs> that! This is a Connecticut thing. Not get to. Buy-
1: no. I'll get to buy me a, ca- a fucking crate full of Sprite before I even think about it. Double <laughs> oh, cheese.
0: Oh man, so. Like I said, Sean's Look at a mullet. that
1: string hanging off the fucking rope. It's getting on my nerves. Oh,
0: that's minuscule. I do think it's funny that uh, Sean talked about in the A and E uh, biography about how they they made fun of him for having a mullet, and he was
1: like, "I just cut the sides." I, he's like, "I just thought that was normal." Everyone was, had a fucking mullet in '95. Yeah, but look at Sean's dude. He a long, true. And his is it's, Diesel's was just as bad before he let it grow out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's Razor. Diesel, Diesel Diesel's is worse, and I will I will defend Razor because he looks cool. Yeah. yeah. See, this is
0: mid-card haircut. So one you know, he, diesel has that main event haircut now. <laughs> no.
1: Razor when his like the previous episode we watched where he fought Owen when his hair dries out, it's like fucking <laughs> frizzed out. <Yeah. laughs> Baby old brother. JLR again holding down Raw. Like I think he's been on every episode so far. If I'm not Very bad close, before. if
0: not if not, I think it might have be- made an
1: appearance somehow.
0: He he definitely uh is a bright spot on Raw as well. Like we were talking about Jeff. It's been very, very uh, noticeable
1: Jeff not wrestling on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Sean's about to bring out his new bodyguard. By the way, I will
0: tell you this too: Ooh. Sean not being on commentary is so much better. But he does introduce uh, his bodyguard as the big, the bad, the vicious
1: Sid. I see what you did there, or I see what he did there.
0: Uh, they they say this guy is a psycho. And then he gets in the ring, and then he opens his mouth, and, and that's then time when he goes. cuts
1: a diarrhea promo. He, do, he
0: doesn't need to cut a promo. He's a monster. Somebody you know? put a
1: diaper on his face because he spews diarrhea. Please, God. I hate Sid, but I also love Sid. He's a guilty pleasure for Agreed. me. He he always has been. Um, aside from the fact of the, uh, of the you know the the scissor fight, to end all scissor fights. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was always entertained by Sid and, you know, whether he's sort of like a bad movie, yeah. like a, a movie. It's so bad. That's good movie. Like the room or, uh, you know, plan Nine from outer space. Like, like he, but he has permanent vinegar strokes and I love that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That music though. He has, it is, is great. Fucking good. I think
0: a lot of people could take away that Sid, there's no arguing that he looks like a fucking million bucks. I think you crush he a softball. Hell yeah, you can. Don't (laughs) run. At least a double. God, here comes the worst fucking promo. He has a pretty good mullet going on there, too.
1: Oh, God, dude. I'm still buying that. It is kind of weird, though,
0: because we start going through the year... Um, Sid is a is a heel, and then it's like they they tiptoe like he's babyface, and then he's back to heel again, um, which later comes comes in '96 with the whole Vader and, and Sean incident at he Summerslam. Joins
1: the Million Dollar Corporation.
0: Hey, I will say though, he at least to me will legitimize them more than what they were, just because the, he spit all over the camera. I, I, <laughs> I, I do like
1: this camera angle though, like it makes them like monster, most, like a menacing monsters. Yes. Like, the veins are popping out in his neck. But then, like, when you listen to what he says, it's fucking incoherent gibberish. Is it any more incoherent than anything the warrior ever said? I, yeah, but the warrior, argue,
0: the warrior had some color. I can it? argue this. Sid, and this is, like, a, not even, like, a, a far-fetched statement. Sid was ten times the Worker ultimate warrior ever was. True.
1: I'll give you that. I, I, I'll actually give Sid credit, because by, the, like, the... The latter part of WCW, like like 99-2000, he was probably my favorite thing going with the exception of Lance Storm. When he came in as the Millennium Man. Yeah. When we
0: eventually get to WCW 2000, Lance Storm is going to be the bright spot of that year. And you saying that I can remember when Lance won all the title belts and put a sticker over them and renamed them. I did the same thing because I was probably like maybe like twelve when all that happened. And I would have all my belts and I would put like I would I would I would take piece of paper and write the names of them and tape
1: them on there. Fuck you, Brandon. It was great. <laughs> they, 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 I'm, they, I'm they mouthing s- things to him that you can't see. <laughs> they, they, they start they start Sid's music to cut him off. Well, they're he keeps live, man. So long.
0: That's what I'm saying. They still have the old logo on there and he's too. You're live, buddy,
1: and I'm the master. Blah, blah, blah. Super cool. I was on a podcast. Uh, hey, we're live,
0: pal. I was on a podcast last night and it went live and I said that and they didn't get it and it really hurt my feelings. <laughs> I
1: said, We're live, pal. Like, yeah, we are. Man. I was like, Son of a bitch. Here comes Uncle Zebekiah, who's been to town a couple times. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he lied. I, while Blue. they're coming out, guys, I know
0: Brandon would say he has some stuff. I, I just want to get this part out really quick because we really won't touch on the Blue Brothers a whole lot. But I want to give you all of their tag team gimmicks that they've had over the years. So they were the blue they they were the blue brothers the bruise brothers creative control which they were named Gerald and Patrick after Jerry Briscoe and Pat Patterson the disciples of Apocalypse is Skull and Eight Ball the disciples of destruction they were Ron and Don the Grim Twins Jared and Jason uh, <laughs> the Harris the Harris boys the Harris brothers the Harris Twins
1: isn't that the guy that wrestled Mantor right there it the is Leroy, that's Leroy, Leroy Howard. Howard yeah but yeah like Jim Cornette makes a comment when he's coming down the aisles like. Here's Uncle Savakai who's been to town a couple times. These boys are way back from in the woods. Like, yeah, <laughs> they made yeah dude, Jim
0: puts them over the shit Jim Cornette says in this fucking uh, uh, match.
1: He puts over them as a tag team, even though they're shit. The commentary is brutal on this match because they literally say it's Jacob or Eli, or yeah, they can't th- keep th- them straight. Like, we got, and then Vince Man even says on commentary, we have to figure out a way to distinguish these two guys. He can literally just, says that shit. He their that Well, stomp. where's their where's uh, at? Can anybody see it? There, <laughs> there are, there's pretty fucking obvious that the, their, their SS tattoos are very prominently displayed. I see that. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there's some tribal wiggle there. Added on it, but yeah,
0: you can definitely see it on uh, his, uh, the, I, I don't know which one it is in the ring, but you can see him as he whips <laughs> in. You can see it. <laughs>
1: yeah. One is no, I fucking don't. It. I
0: don't really care to know which uh, one's which, but yeah, yeah, you can clearly see it on his left arm—the SS tattoos. Brandon, do you have anything
1: on the blue? Uh, the uh, blue brothers—they uh, they fucking suck. Um, Dutch, <laughs> Look at Man, that Dutch Mantel is, Here's the best part of this match: Todd no, 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 Pettengill. Have no, no, no. I mentioned that I hate <laughs> Todd Pettengill? Seriously, this doofy looking twat can just go ahead and get fucked. If Todd Pettengill <laughs> has about children, there true. is a one hundred and fifty-five percent chance that they are not biologically his because any woman. <laughs> that comes within a whiff of his aquanetted starter mullet would dry up quicker than the Mojave Desert. Todd Pettengill is the poster child for his youth group's abstinence is rad campaign. Fuck you, you earring-wearing <laughs> dork. I hate you so fucking much. You're welcome for the relevance. Now back to the Blue Brothers. They absolutely suck, and I I will give them a little bit of credit because at the very least, they're serving a purpose, And um and... Fuck him! I cannot wait to buy Todd Pettengill's action figure and put it right here next to the microphone every time we record. It. <laughs> he's like, "Fuck you, fuck he, you!" He fuck did just you. put over the fact that Lawrence Taylor will be on Raw next week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's yeah, going to make a live it, appearance. It good for, appearance. Good for him for being able to to tell you something during a match. They obviously didn't give two shits about. Um, but they could have just told you Why on the commentary. They just put like Eli on his fucking shirt and <laughs> Jacob on his sure, shirt. So they can do twin magic. I want to uh, tell you a few things really quick too.
0: <laughs> I mean, I bro, bro, you bro, Travis. broke Travis. I broke
1: Travis. Some <laughs> <That's> balanced <laughs> twins bullshit. So
0: I'll tell you a little bit about the about the Blue Brothers as we got some time here. Uh, they worked for Smoky Mountain and ECW as the Bruise Brothers from '93 to '94. They signed with the WWF in '95, where they were renamed the Blue Brothers. Uh, they eventually left WWF and returned to ECW in '96 as the Bruise Brothers uh and briefly joined Raven's Nest, which I thought was kind of weird but I guess the SS I tattoos makes that tattoos make sense at all. uh they returned to the WWF in 1995 uh, 1996 excuse me <laughs> yeah. as uh, the uh the short-lived grim twins uh and in June of 97 when they returned to the, the wWF they re- they came as skull and eight ball part of the doA which crush and ch- their cousin chains <laughs> uh, they left in spring of 99 uh they uh, joined wCw. They were known as uh, Creative Control, uh, where they went on to join the NWO two thousand in nineteen ninety nine. That's fun. Uh, but when WCW was purchased by the WWF in two thousand one, they were not hired. Good because they fucking uh, suck. They finished their careers out in TNA, and they also won an award for worst feud of the year in nineteen ninety seven with one of my top uh, my top five worst tag teams, Los Pericos Los Pericos Here's another thing. Me a
1: Sobro ni se nombre. <laughs> didn't, didn't they become? Didn't they become like? Like powerful backstage in TNA, Weren't they, they were like, they were like more on so on booking committee and shit. No, they were more so um, production or something, they, or something. They were used a lot for security
0: and stuff afterwards. Mm-hmm. So they were always kind of like the right hand men if something like went down. Well, when you have
1: connections with uh, high ranking Aryan brotherhood, yeah, yeah they probably throw your weight around. I going a lot of the Dutchman has got a hell of them. How unhappy? How unhappy do you Ugh. think that they that they're wrestling a gentleman of color in this match? Mike. Well, no, he that's why him in the fucking face. <laughs> I said sorry. So <laughs> He probably called him the N-word as he went really down. Really quick, uh, the
0: other gentleman that was teaming with Leroy Howard was Mark Starr. Uh, Mark had been working WCW yep. and WWF yep. jobber matches. He was actually brothers with Chris Champion, and they were in the 88 Crockett
1: Cup. He doesn't know what a camera is, guys. we staring at We
0: will continue to see Mark Starr's name pop up as he has had dark matches for WCW at Un- Uncensored, Slambery, and Bash of the Beach he, 95. He's a
1: perfectly competent enhancement talent.
0: Funny thing too, he also formed a tag team uh in 1996 with Canyon known as Minute Work.
1: <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Where they were basically the prototype for um, uh, William Regal's uh, WWF uh character. Yeah. I will <laughs> I will say this he's man a man. Miss v- Vince McMahon continually like makes fun of Cornette's Southern ways during commentary too. Because he doesn't like Southern like, people. Like cuts him down. He didn't look, look bro- look how long those sleeves he, are. On he never
0: he never grew up in a trailer or anything. Oh god, oh.
1: look at Big Daddy Cool at All Star Weekend. Who fucking cares? The last thing I'll
0: say about it, your ass. The last thing I'll say about the Blue Brothers is there was a comment made that ZZ Top lives in the WWF.
1: If, if Jim <laughs> Ross is on commentary, i i be like, hey, Tim sleeve sleeves Tim sleeve Fall! We yeah. the basketball. They slam, did slam, slam, slam. I have that in my notes because <laughs> um, it happens. It's right down, it's right down the road from us, University of Tennessee. I mean, when you're well, well, that sitting that tall. I mean, what are you going to do with play basketball? He's sitting on salt and pepper. Sitting on his lap, Son, oh, that's six from uh, Blossom. Yep, and, uh, uh, the and daughter, Tatiana daughter, Ali from, from uh, Fresh oh, Prince. Oh, there's of David daughter. Justice, who's played for the Atlanta Braves. Yep, almost as tall as he is. So Diesel's not seven foot. Uh, Cal Ripken. I Junior, baby. Yeah.
0: I will say, he looks like he's having a blast. They're like, hey, man, can we get a picture for the WWF? I, I, like David, David Robinson. Robinson.
1: I will tell you, though, like they sent Diesel everywhere in 95. They did. yeah. Like, they were trying to get him out there. Like, yeah, because uh, he would rather do that than work on wrong.
0: True. Sure. And finally, guy, oh, we get Pyro for Jeff Jarrett, baby. <laughs> can you believe Look, this? Is, this, is, this
1: is fucking awesome. I, that's actually really cool. I don't remember them doing that a lot. I'll I wish it was gold and not green, but that's just me. Um, but can you believe that this is the first, uh, like, first time that like the main event has not really been like the opening match? Uh, yeah, I mean, this this matches this show has been paced very well. Yeah, there's been a nice uh, build up. They build to Z. Diesel. They build to Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett cuts the well, I mean, opening promo. Like, even your jobber matches, like the Adam Baum match with Rip Rogers, it flew by.
0: Even that the shitty tag match we just had with the Blue Brothers, it, it flew by. Um, this match, it, it's actually one of the better main events. we've. Uh, when it comes to main events, main eventing the show, this is probably the best one we've had so far. Oh, without a doubt. I'd say it is the best main event
1: we've had. Probably so far because you know, like every other match. Match.
0: I, I don't. Well,
1: because Razor that's... and Owen wasn't main event. Okay, see, I was about to say Razor and no, Owen, but and, I couldn't remember. And, and if then it was the smoking guns.
0: Or... Both times they've had matches. Um, oh, uh, they openers. Uh, they were, yeah, they did yeah.
1: Brett and Jarrett wasn't the um, wasn't it the was main. the it was the middle because I think like wasn't it like Mabel and a Jobber was the fucking main event? Yeah, because they were filmed for the Rumble. Yeah.
0: Look at that. Look, Look at that, that, that gear is great.
1: God, they they WWE, do make
0: the Diesel look figure. like a fucking champ here, though he
1: looks great. I, I love I love that uh, you're nostalgic for Jeff Jarrett's gear. It, I'm going to disagree. It's fucking amazing. With you. It's fucking terrible. Um, I will say though, it, no one was wearing that or anything like it, so he did kind of stick out. It like it was his own thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in in, term, in terms of you like visually looking at a hill and you're going like, I fucking hate that guy. It is successful, yes. so I will give him credit where credit is due. I have
0: a I have a question. cheetah <laughs> of on the front and stars on the back. Like, I love it. I have a question for you guys because Diesel's coming out and he's he's carrying the title instead of wearing it. How do you guys feel about that? Like, how do you feel about your champion not wearing the title belt? I kind of felt like it started with him, didn't it? Uh, no, no. The person I immediately think of was Undertaker.
1: Yeah. Well, he only I I think had it for like four days. Um, I think it should be a heel thing. Yeah. Also because he carries it with not disdain but he's he, he's very like lackstail about it. It's he's not, too cool. He's for not, school, he doesn't kind of really man. hold it with pride. Yeah. And uh that I don't know, that just rings as like you know what dickish else? to me. You know yeah. something else that I noticed about Diesel on there? Is like he has the diesel down the, the pants. He didn't do that a lot. And like, well, he might have did a lot. But he didn't do it in like big matches a lot. He usually just wore black.
0: It's funny you say that because I actually uh, I just been going down rabbit holes with um, uh, with like different YouTube videos, and there was a bunch of stuff that was released in <laughs> like '95, of where um they had like art concept Ooh. for their gear. And that oh, was, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was really cool. Like, they had Diesel. Diesel was supposed to have, like, um, gauntlets on that had Diesel written on them. It was just little things like that. Also, I watched the um, Broken Skull sessions with um, The Godfather, mm-hmm. and they showed the, the the paint that he would have wore, and he was going to be Papa Shango, Papa Shango yeah. and it looked so fucking cool. And Jerry Lawler's the one that did his face paint. It
1: looked really awesome. See, I haven't gotten around to watching that yet, either, but, like... Punk Shango was a gimmick I thought could have done a lot more than it. Did. In ninety five it would have got hoover because God forbid he had a
0: trash man and a hogman well, I mean, and, and a mantar. You bring a guy in a white t shirt and wear,
1: put a singlet over the top of it. That's true. And jump over jumbo jumbo Veretta. God. Jumbo's those titties. I love those titties. I need to make that I need <laughs> I like, to make the shirt. I, like I apologize. How, I like how the roadie has a shirt and it's just like an eight by ten of Jeff Jarrett on the front of it surrounded by glitter. That's because he's great. And I'm actually wearing a uh, T-shirt from our uh, store right now. I mean, I finally bought some, so you yeah, guys can mark that off your list. Much appreciated. Uh, you helped fund towards the creation of another belt, uh, unrelated to this podcast. So. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I will notice too. Doesn't Jeff, Jeff looks stiff.
0: Jeff already uh, one of his little straps looks like it already broke. I don't know how he put that gear on. If he just kind of he put it over, I don't understand how it works. He I greases his
1: under. I think it's got. got a, it's got to like gear. slip over his head because. If it was Velcro, it would have come apart a lot more. Look at
0: Jeff. Jeff's working
1: his heart out right now, man. I like his boots, though. Like, they're cowboy, cowboy boots, boots, but they're wrestling boots. Yeah. yeah, they look great. They're different than Dusty and um, so, Dustin.
0: So he they fucked up the spot there, so the ref's in the corner. And I, I almost thought a fan jumped into the ring or something happened there because... Fucking Earl
1: Hebner. Yeah, they the camera stays over to the right side of the ring, and then Hebner goes to the left. Jared makes Diesel look like a man bug, so... I, I, we just passed the moment, but I, it's a little thing that I think that that Jeff did that makes uh, Nash look... Makes him look bigger than he actually is. Oh, get is. the fuck out of here. What the hell but is when that? He, when he raises him up over his head... Um, Jeff arches his back and it just makes him go up just a hair higher and it just makes him look like he's off the he ground. Just, yeah, blew over the top road onto the roadie. That was cool. Did you see that disqual- fucking bullshit with Hebner reaching up and pulling Jarrett's hair? Um, You're in the that's not your fucking job. Yeah, I agree. Uh if you if you just disqualify it. Or don't do it. There's a, there's some more shenanigans in this match that would have been would be fine for a house show match, but the type of stuff you put on television, I think this is a little a little too goofy, and we'll we'll see it as it, yeah. I think um, he needs to fucking slow his roll over there. I, I do think, think like I said, like it this
0: this is doing a great job of making Diesel look great. Um, it's because Jerry L- little things great. like that, like that yeah. was good. I will add in my notes too, Travis, that Hebner is inserting himself way too much in this match. Like We'll get more to that. But I've actually enjoyed, when I watched this Raw for the first time,
1: I enjoyed this. Okay, right here's what I'm talking about. Like, this right here is getting a little bit too much too, too much, much on the goofy side. Like, this is the type of thing, well, like, see, if, you saw, show, the, if you saw this, this live, like, the crowd would pop. But, like, putting this on television, it, it, I don't know. And it and just and now did, Hebner's involved again. Like, get out of here. Uh,
0: they mentioned in commentary that Diesel has admitted to nine knee surgeries, which is kind of wild considering it's only 95. He still wrestles yeah, for quite he, a few yeah, years. And he's going to have
1: like nine more. <laughs> like, yeah, shit. Yeah. He,
0: he does a lot. I even mention too, guys. I mean, he, he had that real bad
1: incident in TNA where he had staff and he was really sick. They yeah. put him on commentary and he was like with the X Division guys there for a little bit. And like Austin That was actually Harris. pretty cool. I actually like that. Austin Star, yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool right there. I just... I mean, I I can't say that I hated Diesel during this time. I can't. But, like, now as I've grown, <laughs> grown up, like, I can see how limited he was in the ring Dude, dude, Diesel was fucking cancer to me in 95. I could not give two fucking shits about this. The guy. Undertaker was my guy. I'm not gonna lie. Brett was, he
0: was never on TV. Brett was my guy in 95. And then, of course, I always liked Sean. I I always got a, I grew up watching more WWF than WCW. So I always grew up liking the babyface more. As an adult, I fucking love Hills because it makes the most sense to me and it makes yeah. me Hills makes me drive laugh. the business. Yes.
1: Like, I love Jeff Jarrett now in yes. this era. Like, I hated him back in the day. But now I'm like, I understand what he's doing. I love it. But, like, my guy in 95 was the Undertaker, but he's literally not had a match on Raw. And I'm going to defend that. They're keeping him special, but still, like, fuck. Yeah, I... Give me something as a fan. I think they could throw him on there and do vignettes and stuff if you're not going to have him work matches. Because they haven't even started, the like, if they're doing the build for... WrestleMania 11 for King Kong <laughs> Bundy and Taker. It's not on Raw, by They started way, it. Go ahead. This, this Raw is great because we do not have any King Kong sure. Bundy. So just the slow your roll. They must be doing that on Superstars, though. The
0: easiest way that they can kind of get around this is, this wasn't uh, Taker demolished by King Kong Bundy at the end of the Rumble? Or in the Rumble? Not in the Rumble match, but after the yeah, Rumble. Yeah,
1: at the end of the Rumble, yeah. But, like, they haven't cut a promo to even set their matchup here well, they, on Raw, though. They, at all. They have his urn. He's... he's uh, He's, He's at their beck and call, but I don't even think they've mentioned that shit though. You know how
0: like the Dungeon of Doom have like their like their oh, uh, fuck like the their Dungeon Temple of Doom that they do like their Doom, like, doom layer that they have. Ah, million it's not da-
1: even hot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the million dollar man has this extravagant mansion and they have uh they they have him uh, in a tomb in the, in the in the basement.
1: You know who else is in on this Raw and it upsets me now? IRS you think he's sweaty backstage? Oh, by the, oh, the way, way. I, I meant to make this joke earlier, but I was going to say that Sid was IRS sweaty he's <laughs> like, why was he so sweaty? Like, you just walked a like, hundred feet to the ring; the ass of his pants was wet. Some he fucking He should be wearing on. his muffler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Earl Hebner, for not giving it away. That By the just way, diesel the spot. Fuck diesel for uh, not taking that fucking bulldog. He he fucking rolled over. He literally like leaned in to ask Hemner, like, how much time we got. I'm big daddy cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we've mentioned this to you guys. Um, some well, I'm gonna get to it, but some we haven't mentioned is we talked about Super Brawl, how almost every match was kind of the same. They did the same spots, they did the same oh, stuff. The same 10 every, punch? Every, every single match. match here tonight has
1: been different. You know why? Because they have agents that are, they're like, I don't know, basically are keeping coordinated, but like, hey, what are you doing in your match? Yeah. Like, let's not repeat, you know, the same sequence. You go back kid. and watch Super Brawl. Every match has a 10-punch. Oh, match, I know. Every, every match, match because, no, roll-up.
0: Because whoever punch. was
1: back there was asleep at the wheel. Well, Good job, let's Jody be fair. Hamilton. When you're doing, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing
0: a you're doing a tin punch count, it's for the baby face to try to get over doing a move with the crowd, but it has no effect when, you know, you know, you have seven matches and five out of the seven matches have that spot. I would
1: watch any match that we have on Raw over Jim Duggan and fucking Bunkhouse book. I'll never watch oh, that match again. If I have to watch Super Raw, I'll skip it. That was a great boot and that was also a great sell by Jeff Jarrett. But you're, you're, what you're gonna be really disappointed uh, come your birthday, where I get you the best of Jim oh, Duggan and, and uh, Jimmy Golden on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ask a question. It's all here.
0: seven matches.
1: going <laughs> to well, interject here? Do you guys think this was the most over Jeff Jarrett ever was? Uh, man, in, in in a national sense, probably because oh. I don't know, like his WCW stuff. I know he was world champion, but was he as over as no right but, here? And and, and I. I, I I prefer that version of Jeff Jarrett, but I feel like that they kind of threw him into that position without uh, much of a build. Maybe the closest he was to being this over was when he was Intercontinental Champion of feuding with China. Oh yeah, that 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 would probably be my guess is when he was the closest to being as over. And Jeff Jarrett took that jack. Oh god! Champion, but Brody took that boot so, better.
0: So. Th- Diesel's super over. Out of everybody that's been on the show so far for this taping, super over the crowd pop form. Look at them. they're 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 all about it. So Vince is getting the reaction that he wants. Yeah, they're
1: toot toot in the air, Look at that. Toot, well toot. Earl Hebner didn't do his baked potato count there either, whereas like you could fucking order a Fucking seven course dinner between his counts. Your hogback
0: fries from Buddy's barbecue. <laughs> Waiting on that sponsorship, buddies. Uh, oh shit! Would you guys agree that this is the first main event of nineteen ninety five on least Monday Night Raw that's made fucking
1: sense? Yes, this has been an outstanding. Uh, I won't say outstanding, but it's been the best Raw we've this watched this year. This has year. been a a more than enjoyable hour of wrestling, and but I can't say. Deal. Too much negative about the episode except for Todd Pat and Gil, Fuck you piece the of shit. The only thing about Jarrett there is he wasn't selling the power bomb. He was like, Oh my god, I'm so worried about the roadie, blah blah blah. That's his lover. <laughs> that's true. He was, he's this fucking uh, guy that's singing the song. Here we him. go. This made no sense the, to me. Yeah, I, I really think that their timing for the show was off. That's why this episode has to be live. Because if you'll notice, like, there's a bunch of fucking stalling here, and then they have, like, an after promo that, like, makes very little sense. And they say that Diesel has left the ring here in just a second, so he would have had to walk by them to leave the ring, so that makes no sense whatsoever to me. Because Vince makes it a point, Diesel has left the ring.
0: When when you break it down... They're trying to make Diesel this cool guy. So when they start make, they start making him kind of more of a tweener later on in 95 and in 96, uh, the very first time I can really remember a wrestler giving the bird is, oh, yes, is Diesel. Because yeah. he
1: gives it to the Undertaker at Rumble 96. And then at WrestleMania he goes, I'm the fucking shit, when he's walking to the fucking ring. Do you think if he'd have stayed, he'd have been more like the Stone Cold character?
0: Possibly because he'd have been
1: that in between guy that was cool, but he was pissed off at the system. I, I yes, but that is a disservice to Steve Austin yeah. because I mean there there's a big divide. <laughs> I do love this. Song. Why'd you give me this microphone? I'm not talking to Sid. Yeah. he's a psycho. Yeah. I'm not talking to him. I wish he'd said something. Like, he oh, might this, have notice me. How, notice this fucking kid desperately wants to get on camera, and every time he sticks his head up, they fucking move him right Down, out of frame. Man. I wish he'd be like. I hope he doesn't have a pair of scissors or some shit like that. That'd have been great. <laughs> I'm sure Corny was thinking about that. We were all like right here. They're like, Sid and Sean are still here. Diesel's gone. I'm like, why are they, they still went through standing He went through the people. God. It's so yeah, they are kind of stalling. stalling. This what? is the only part of the show that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to and me. Wh- what? And, and I know it's to, to show how intimidating it is, but like, just, just indulge me for a second. As far as just like the, the way of, of thinking from Sid, it's like, all right, you're at work. You wearing jeans, no shirt, just hanging out with your bro. Like Is this why? <laughs> Yeah. I would not be I'd be like, Why are you wearing no shirt, dude? Look at the hell. What Jim's got
0: doing? Jim's got his racket. Makes me
1: happy. His <laughs> Jesus Christ racket. I love I love Jim Cornette. But he could say whatever he wants to on his podcast. He's entitled to oh, that. I'm he's been around you, the business forever.
0: Something that's super noticeable about Shawn Michaels in his earlier days is Shawn always had a unibrow, and which always made me laugh because he's the sexy boy, but he has yeah. a unibrow. Yeah, well, <laughs> here's Cornette floating out. That's of a the chick. It's a that's a girl back there. Yeah.
1: I I love, I love Cornette's fashion choice. Uh, the hunter green with the uh, pink. Dude, sincerely though, just look at the salmon. <laughs> salmon, salmon, periwinkle pink. Seeing D or uh,
0: sorry, seeing uh, Sid. He's just fucking Jack, dude. He's a big Jack they, they, the they have That's to move why he the has camera steroid. because he
1: takes up half the frame. That's why he has steroid acne on his back. me <laughs> back me. <knee. laughs> back back <laughs> like look at Cornette's just... literally like scared looking, and I love it. Like, but like it's just like they literally had to tell Sean to turn around for the camera because they had their backs to it. That's why I really do think that this was just to, uh, to fill time because they look at Vance. I was like, fun. So, stupid. I was, I, of course,
0: I was listening to some of Jim Cornette. Um, Podcast and he was talking. I listened to it, actually on Wade here, and he was talking about how uh, Jake Roberts has gone on record saying that Sean and Brett were two of the worst WWF champions ever. And that, uh, because of drawing power. But Jim actually defended Shawn Michaels, where it's very notorious that Jim always thought Sean was a prick, because mm-hmm. um, he had to work backstage in like 96, 97 when Sean was in his, you know, peeled out, no. uh, peeled out uh, asshole prick days. Not but no he missing. said, he was but his
1: manager of Vader, yeah, and that shit.
0: right, uh. The one thing he said, he goes that he said that Jake Roberts is saying these things out of anger because he can always say that Shawn was a prick, but he can never take away from his wrestling ability.
1: No, it's it's true, and well, and you I, look I, at I, it. I have been very uh, down on Shawn Michaels the human being, but I will never take anything away from Shawn Michaels the competitor. However, the the person <laughs> voicing over this shit, on the other hand, I'm actually going to give him a slight compliment. So get ready because. This is probably one of the few times I'm going to do this. This is what he should be doing. This is a, a voiceover that is telling you things that are happening and is hyping you for the next episode, which is the 100th episode of Raw. I love that they think that Tatanka and Lex Luger is the main event that's going to draw everybody in. Well, motherfuckers, this episode feud has
0: been going on since August. That's and then we get Chief K summer
1: Strongbow up. there as well. Who's a piece of shit? Yeah. I heard that. Thank you for still my line. <laughs> oh no! Oh, so you are say it using in Unison? One, two, three, three. Piece, piece of, of shit. shit.
0: <laughs> I will say there was a, a spot at the Sir. Uh, it was at SummerSlam where uh, Ted DiBiase was wearing like that, like like, like hoodie looking jumpsuit sequence, like uh, looked like a
1: suit, like a tuxedo. Yeah, more like. I wish he
0: would. I wish you would wear that more. More, <laughs> more like a
1: hundred thousand like, dollar man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to the whole cornet thing for a second. If you think, just for one second though, like. From the time the Diesel feud ended at Good Friends, Better Enemies, Jim Cornette was, like, attached to Shawn Michaels until the whole Sid Vader thing for the number one contender happened because he managed Bulldog all the way through 96. All the way through 96. So he had the King of the Ring match and Beware of Dog. He had uh, International Incident where they were together. Vader. He had SummerSlam with Vader. And then uh, Buried Alive is Vader and Sid as the number one contender. Well, also, there was mind games because Vader comes in and interferes and calls the DQ. Yep. So, so and so he he was a part. I'm glad you know all that because I don't fucking know. Dude, that. like that that is my sweet spot. Like I know, <laughs> you know s- shit shit from there. <laughs> you know like shit. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but you know.
0: So, guys, would you say this episode is ruined or redeemed?
1: Brandon, #Hashtag Ruined. Just kidding. This is redeemed. This is a good episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna say redeemed. It is a redeemed episode. This is gonna be across the board redeemed. Like this is probably the best episode we have watched. This is the only episode of anything we've done. redeemed. No, I'm I'm saying, but like the the last raw was that. Did we not say that it was probably the worst raw that we yeah. watched? Yeah, yeah, It was the worst raw we watched. Which speaks volumes because that was the last of like
0: three tapings. So do they blow their load all at once recording this I, stuff? I always do.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I always blow my load first. What would
0: you say? I don't uh, care if you
1: come. Uh, what would you say match of the night was? I, I'm generous. Uh, what would you say match of the night was? Uh, Diesel Jarrett. I would <sighs> I, give it to Diesel Jarrett. Yeah, I, I hate to be positive in speaking about Diesel, but for a Diesel match, this was pretty damn good. Jeff Jarrett really shows that he his work is a heel there and, and like trying to put Diesel over. Like He shows how good he is in that match. He worked around Diesel. MVP. Cornett, oh, Cornette. Uh, Cornette on commentary. Uh, wrestler-wise, it would be Jared. I have Cornette in my
0: notes as MVP because, to me, he carried this fucking show on commentary and made Vince seem
1: a little bit more uh, he almost, sen- sensible. He almost made word. Vince seem heelish, though, because he kept picking on Cornette the whole episode. Yeah, because Vince is a real heel in real Vince life. Vince is a fucking dick. Even though it's from North Carolina, you fucking hillbilly bitch. Because I'm from North Carolina. Did you ever get diddled in, in North Carolina? Nope. Well, then there—that's well, Mom that. didn't hold me down or rape me. Oh shit! Allegedly, next season on Dark Side of the Ring, <laughs> on, we talked to Vince's ninety-nine-year-old mom. On, uh, oh. She's like a hundred some inches.
0: Uh, on the other side of things, guys. Of course, we were kind of mentioning this was uh, the night before. Uh, Super, Super Brawl. All. So we had Saturday Night Super Brawl in this episode of Raw. Uh, this, ep- like I said, this episode 8 RIP4. Big Bubba Rogers uh, defeated Scott DeMore. Uh, Team Canada, Scott DeMore, of course, he's like, I think, VP right now of Impact Wrestling.
1: Yep, he's one of the higher uh, ups. The yeah.
0: Nasty Boys defeated Rip Rogers and
1: Rip Sawyer. Rip Sawyer, they just give him that name to match.
0: I, I'm assuming so. <laughs> Bunkhouse Buck uh, dropped Adam Flash, A T O M. Kevin Sullivan defeated Scott Sandlin. This, so, is, this sounds like a great card. This, this name, will, you'll know this name. Pretty Paul Roma defeated Tim Horner. Yeah.
1: White Tim Liner Horner should have won that match. From uh, Morristown, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Horner is a piece of shit. Of course, that makes fun of him all the time. Uh, I know Tim Horner from my days working in the newspaper because he was constantly coming by and like trying to, like, hey man, you need to run a story about my bail bonds place or you know what I'm running for sheriff like well you're never going to (laughs) win
0: see I know I know Tim Horner and just from the wrestling like just being in the wrestling community I personally don't know him but his name always pops up because he's terrible well yeah (laughs) This one, Alex Wright defeated Dave Dalton. Shout out to Alex Wright because uh, we actually got uh, we we talked to Alex Wright on social media. Yeah, on yeah. Twitter. I wish him a happy birthday, dude. Alex Wright's
1: good. the fucking man. I don't care. Yeah, I, I still if stand Martin by. Jim will off to your pictures. Who cares? I
0: stand by right now. Jarrett is kind of the MVP of uh, Raw. I'd say Alex Wright, and well, he's been given. He's
1: he's excelled in, So. I
0: put him up Except there. Except
1: for that Paul Roma match.
0: That wasn't his fault. Where's call?
1: that fucking Paul Roma shirt, by the way? I want to buy that. Paul A. Roma? A. Roma. The blacktop... <laughs> Was I supposed to make that? Yeah, you were. The blacktop bully defeated Buddy <laughs> Buddy Wayne. I bet, I bet there's a ten punch in that match. Uh, <laughs>
0: There's <laughs> a breaker breaker <laughs> a breaker one nine on there. Uh,
1: breaker
0: one. Uh. W, uh, the tag team champions of Harlem Heat defeated Mike Davis and Scott Armstrong. God, is there a league
1: star versus star match yes. on this fucking show?
0: The main event was uh, Johnny B bad versus the television champion Arn Anderson, and they wrestled to a time limit. Oh, draw. okay. They just did that match in the lumberjack before fucking sumber, Super Brawls. Like fuck. Like, so they false. they had they aired so technically That's they aired that match. The night before, the, the night before, and then they had the other match, and they, they they recorded for main event. So
1: that's fucking dumb as fuck. Yeah, I agree. It's so In- Indubitably.
0: Before we get out of here, guys, we have another segment of the truth hurts. Coming courtesy of Brandon A. Lane and the Ranch. Fucking from the check hasn't cleared
1: yet, bitch. I don't know if we need to put this <laughs> on or not.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> My credit's good, I'm the champ But here we go guys, here's, here's a word from uh, Brandon A. Lane
1: The following announcement has been paid for By the Ramp Army Mouths closed, ears open I got something to say You see it out there in the distance, you see it? There's a big old dark cloud hanging over paradise The winds are whipping, the thunder starts a rolling And you feel that cold rain Start washing over you Well I hope that rain will be eye opening because there's been a deception laid upon the wrestling business for the past 40 years by the name of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You see, Vince, he's a smart guy. He's a real smart guy, business-minded. He took a seed from his father. He planted it in fertile soil, and his crop came up really big. Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, the list goes on and on and on. The problem is that that dark cloud, that dark cloud named Vince McMahon turned the wrestling business into a flood. He flooded the market and he has left the wrestling business drowning. And what seeds were left in the marsh? Well, they sprouted up real big. But with each successive season, the yield of crop has been less and less. Oh, they propped up the business. They give you a whole lot of ballyhoo and bullshit, but the same spoiled crop for the past 30 years, that's what you've been eating. And whether you call it the Attitude Era, the New Generation, or whatever bullshit they call sports quote-unquote entertainment today, you can thank the farmer-turned-reaper named Vincent Kennedy McMahon for killing the crop called professional wrestling. Now, as dark and stormy as those clouds get, all I can do is pray for a rainbow just around the corner. Till then, wrestling is ruined, and the truth hurts. Bitter old fuck. Sometimes I just wonder <laughs> if you just, like, talk to hear yourself speak. I do. <laughs> I like to hear myself speak because I like to hear people hear me speak as I listen what to myself What does that even speak. mean at this point? I don't know! <laughs> it's Sir thanks, Luger voice. What it means is that I am uh-huh. the uncontested heavyweight champion of podcasting and... Looks like actually gonna... you're not uncontested because we do have a number one contender. Oh, well, it looks like no, next no, no, week you, no, 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 or next we episode you're going to get your fucking well, challenge. Let's 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 lay this out on the line. First, first off, I got something to say to Travis Lassiter, Travis Gilbert Lassiter. I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Take a look at it. Take a look at it because this is the closest you're ever getting to it, buddy. Well, if I could be number one contender, I'd beat your ass for it. Well, that's never going to happen. And this man sitting to my God left. Goddamn Michael Hayes cards. <laughs> you gotta I'll always put money on Freebirds. <laughs> I'm choosing Tracy Smeller next time. I don't fucking worry about that. Yeah, if you'd done that, maybe you could have stepped in the ring with greatness, but I guess you'll just have to watch it from the cheap seats, won't you? That's well, true. the man sitting to my left is the number one contender. Uh, Outrageous Eddie asshole or whatever his name I'm is. It's not, it's not worth learning, and here's why: you can take those buggy whipping arms, and you can, oh, and, you, and what you can do is you can hold up a sign that says "The champ is here," and you can watch me walk away with this because that's exactly what's <laughs> that, going to happen. That, you, that yeah, is that, that brought some That that is not. <laughs> <laughs> you were breaking me up. <laughs> that is exactly what's going to happen. So let's walk down the yellow brick road, and I'm going to take you to Oz and back. Woo! All right, Kevin Nash, he calm just, down over there. He just you just going to have a monkey on your it, shoulder?
0: He just put a WCW1990 reference on me.
1: <laughs> I've had so much Jack Daniels
0: I'm excited guys eventually we're going we're to have a uh, we're going to square off for this championship belt and figure out what's going on
1: I'm going to get myself disqualified <laughs> he's going to throw me over the top he's row run out of the room and get counted <laughs> out WCW rules <laughs> count out <laughs> we're going uh, to get the cowboy in here and he's going to make sure that the, things are he's going to pull down. he's going to pull the carpet off the floor pull it on concrete I'm going to count you like Earl heaven. Those guys, are,
0: those guys are sissies. We're bumping on concrete because we're fucking men and we don't get hurt.
1: Yep. Just I'm, don't tell Hank Aaron that Cowboy's <laughs> showing up. And then I'm going to come over to PA and if, if Brandon A. Lane doesn't return to the room, we're going to strip him of
0: the title. What? You
1: <laughs> <He> just started, <laughs> he Make him come back.
0: <laughs> oh, shit, guys. I look forward to challenging for the title. <laughs> guys, so like we were talking about before, guys, uh, one of our next episodes, we're going to have, uh, of course, my... Uh, partner with NGW. He's kind of the the big boss of NGW, Cody Ford on. We're uh, going to, uh, we're going to shill some NGW shit at you guys and kind of have a fun little back and forth. Uh, and then of course, after that guys, episode, uh, technically episode 11 is going to be the next episode of Monday Night Raw. So, uh, I saw the
1: card. <laughs> the 100th episode. I've already watched it. Cannot wait for Luger and Tataka. I, I started watching it, and I turned it off. Yes, I'll um, watch it when I have to. America <laughs> just sticks it to the Native Americans once again. I, uh, Racism. USA! USA! He's got, he's got, he's got <laughs> dual citizenship. And we get a hillish promo from OLT on that episode. Uh, that we do. I do want to
0: take a serious note to kind of polish this episode off, and... Uh, Wish our condolences to you, Travis. Um, the last uh, couple of weeks, Travis had kind of had a hard go with um, losing uh, his father, and uh, we like to think that this podcast is a good way to have fun. And uh, I'm glad that you're here, and uh, we're always going to be here for you, man.
1: Yeah, this mm-hmm. this is a distraction, and uh, you know, we greatly appreciate that, guys. I give Grayly you a, appreciate, I give you shit, and you're like my. You know, I, I'm a player and you're Dusty, and, uh, and I'm always going to be there. Heads, but we, I'm always going to be there to call you fat on camera and, <laughs> and, and call you cuddly behind the scenes. So he's uh, going to chop you so hard your muffler is going to fall out of your pants. <laughs> oh so, yeah, dude, we we love you, man, and uh, and uh, let's uh, let's toast to your dad. Yeah, I greatly appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. It was a rough couple of weeks, but we're gonna keep on moving on because that's what he would want us to do.
0: I would say congratulations, but uh, we'll hold off on that. Um, well, hopefully by the time this comes out, I'll, I'll be an come, engaged it's, man. It's coming out. It's coming out tomorrow. So oh, it's tomorrow? Fuck. <laughs> well, does
1: this shit? Does she? No, she won't. Oh, not,
0: yeah, man. congratulations, Travis, on your engagement. Unless she's a bitch and she says no, then fuck her. <laughs> then I'm just
1: gonna dive back into buying all the wrestling shit man. I sold in I, the room. I, I, respect. I, there, there's a part of me that really hopes she says no, so I can incorporate it into some really scathing promos <laughs> down the line. <laughs> I just, like, won't show up to the White Lodge for, like, three recordings, and then I'll come back, and I'll be, like, super fat off of Taco Bell, and, like, we'd Wear, wearing all black and be goth. That cool. goes back oh to... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a It's a
0: The only thing that's sure about Travis is nothing's for sure.
1: Yeah, right. At
0: that point. Oh, fuck, guys. It's hot as fuck in this room. Uh, we appreciate you guys checking us out, uh, and we look forward to, uh, you know, talking to you guys here soon.
1: So, uh, I'm Eddie Shepard, along with... Travis Lasseter. And of course, Brandon A. Lane. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Wrestling Ruined and check us out at ProjectLouder.net. Thank you, GJ. For the other two guys, I'm Brandon A. Lane and we'll see you next time at Wrestling Ruined. Buy some t shirts. Buy some t shirts. (laughs) Bye.
0: Bye. Keeping every bit of this in, even now.